Welcome to Dornsife Trojan Talk, your direct source for student stories, experiences, and insight from the USC Dornsife College of Letters, Arts, and Sciences at the University of Southern California. Brought to you by the USC Dornsife Office of Admission and Student Success. Hello, everybody, from wherever you are listening from. This is Mark, your host for the Dornsife Trojan Talk podcast. We are here in person for our very first in-person episode uh, taking place here at University of Southern California. We are happy to be back. I'm joined by my co-host, Anusha, who usually we record these virtually mm-hmm. or remotely, so it's nice to actually record in person with you. I love being back. It's very weird seeing everyone physically in front of me rather than a virtual Zoom wall. So. Yeah. Exactly. So like it. <laughs> we are very happy to be back, and we're also joined by three of our incredible Dornsife ambassadors as well. So I will have each of them introduce themselves, and then we'll get into today's topic. So Sarah, why don't we start with you? Hi, everyone. My name is Sarah. I'm currently a senior at USC. I'm studying economics with two minors in business finance and social entrepreneurship. Hi, everyone. My name is Grant. I'm also an international student. Um, from the Philippines, that majoring in economics. I'm currently a senior. Uh, hello, hello. Um, I'm Jake. I'm a sophomore majoring in economics uh, and minoring in classics. And you are from? And I'm from England. So today's topic is talking about how to apply for USC Dornsife coming from the perspective of international student. And that's just talking about like how to apply, but what the experience has been like for you, the transition, um, other areas that we may feel some of our students who are applying right now might be interested in. So take a second, think back for our guest today about the time you were thinking about applying to colleges, kind of where you were in the world, and I'd be curious just to hear just some general thoughts from each each of you about what it was like to kind of conceptualize traveling to a different country, taking college classes, being in a completely new environment, uh, and how that sort of impacted your decision process in terms of applying where you wanted to go to school. So anyone can start, whoever wants to kick it off. Oh, uh, so for me, uh, my process of application, like, so my mom is actually an alma mater from USC, so that's why I initially applied to go to USC, like kind of like a dream school. And honestly, like the whole process of applying for colleges, it wasn't as hard. Like I had a really good guidance counselor, I had a really good like high school, and both and like even though both my uh and even though both my parents did go to college uh, i was the one who like figured out like all the logistics and so like it wasn't as difficult and like in terms of why i wanted to go out to another country for college it was really to get like really like a a whole new experience i would have gotten back home in in the philippines if i had just stayed back i probably would you know still be like um, like the university I've gone to wouldn't have had much resources. It would have been much smaller. It wouldn't have been like a world-renowned institution. And so like that's really why I wanted to like come to USC. I, in high school, I always imagined there would be a greater link between American universities and English high schools, but there really wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have a counselor for American universities. No one really knew how it worked. Um, and likewise, lots of American universities don't really understand the A-level system which is the high school equivalent. Um, So a lot of kind of my looking into when I was applying was through people I knew. So I was lucky enough, my dad uh, is American and he studied in America. So he was my primary source in like what universities could be good. I did lots of independent research. Um, So I think like the best tool you can really have if you don't have like 
professional uh, workshops at school or whatever is just kind of speaking to people um, and if you don't know any, any people personally speaking to people at the universities can always help um, but yeah just speaking to people who've already been through the process was the best thing for me um, for me, the process of applying to schools in America, if I, I think I might have missed this out earlier, but I went to high school in Hong Kong. Um, my high school was very Americanized, so it was an international school with the AP system. And for me, similar to Grant, I did have a guidance counselor, but the biggest factor for myself when applying was that I had never visited any of these U.S. colleges mm. in person. And therefore, my perception of what college I wanted to apply to was very much based on either the name or what I'd heard. Mm -hmm. And as everyone here will know, um, USC has a big alumni network all over the world. In Asia, it's ginormous. It's also <laughs> very big in Hong Kong. So that's kind of where I started off my application process, kind of figuring out what schools I wanted to apply to, and USC definitely stood out in that sense because the alumni raved about it. There were so many in Hong Kong. Yeah. So yeah. That's great. Anusha, anything to, to add or follow up with before we move on? No, I think we've covered most of the big parts. Um, for me, I went to high school in India, but the curriculum, very similar to Sarah, was um, Americanized, quote unquote. Um, I did have a British curriculum as well. I did GCSEs, and then I followed that with IB. Um, so a lot of <laughs> exposure to international education, but when it came to applying to colleges, I think because most of my friends were in the same boat, all of us were looking for um, schools in the U.S., it became very easy to sort of talk to each other to sort of figure out um, where a lot of the colleges and what college culture was like here. And again, my dad also, you know, studied in the U.S., so he was also pretty helpful and resourceful when it came to that. Great, and that's what's great about this episode is all of you talked about like finding resources for people who have done it before, and here the three of you are, four mm. of you, who have done it before, <laughs> going through the process and talking to the next generation of students. So I think that's really great too. So that kind of covers the application side of things. Uh, once you got admitted, did you visit the campus? Did anyone actually visit USC before they committed? Uh, I was able to actually come visit like pre-pandemic, um, but like even like, you know, even when I like when I actually did get ex accepted, I spent like a lot of hours just like watching YouTube videos mm -hmm. of like what USC mm -hmm. on campus looked like. Um, I I followed a couple of clubs on campus. I reached out to a couple of them, and you know they one of them actually took me like on a video tour of around campus. So I really appreciated that, and that's how I got like a sense of what USC would look like. I, I was unfortunately not able to uh, visit campus. Because why, why was that? Why couldn't you visit <laughs> campus? Well, well, there was I, there was some talk about some pandemic. Oh, uh, I don't I don't really know, but <laughs> um, but I mean I couldn't see any American campuses. The only ones I'd seen was like Missouri, which is where my dad went to. Gotcha. Um, so a lot of uh, I mean I'd seen pictures. It, it obviously the pictures it looks great. Um, Did it live up to the hype? Uh, I, th I, th I think now that I'm here, uh, yes, definitely. <laughs> um, I, I'm definitely kind of, it, it exceeded my expectations uh, in terms of campus life mm -hmm. and the like. We did not force him to say that, by the way, full disclosure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sarah, what about you? Did you have a chance to visit? No, I did not. And I'm a senior, so I was admitted 
before the pandemic even ever happened. That happened my sophomore year. So for me, it was more the sense of I was admitted maybe, what, March? Mm -hmm. And the time period between March and August was decently short. I was more focused on graduating. And by the time summer had come around, it was orientation time. So I guess for me, what was interesting is I took my orientation online. Mm and signed up for my classes online with my advisor. So I guess pre-pandemic, but still similar to the pandemic that most of you guys may experience as well. Um, But the online orientation experience was really smooth. It was great and reflected so far my experience here. Um, I think one thing we don't talk about enough is for international students is you guys are a long way away from home. So getting on campus those first initial months could be a bit of an adjustment where a lot of people are going home for Thanksgiving because, you know, home is probably an hour or two away from them. It's kind of different for us because we've had to adjust to a whole other area across the world. I'm very fortunate that my family moved to the States with me, but I know that's not the same for everyone here. Mm-hmm. What are some challenges you face and how did you overcome them the first few months that you were here at USC? I'd say for me the biggest challenge, okay, so like it's for me it's a little different because um, if you're from the like if you're from the Philippines, like English is kind of like your first language, right? So like mm-hmm. I know that's like definitely something different, but like a lot of international students. Um, but I'd say for me, like just the biggest challenge is like living on my own. Like uh, I think that's just true for everyone, but like for I think for international students, it's definitely unique in the sense that you can't really like uh, you can't if you if something does happen you can't you're, you're really far away from your parents in a sense so they can't really come and help you and so that for me has been the biggest challenge like just having that I guess like a less of a safety net mm-hmm. I guess compared to like students whose parents are like just 30 minutes away or like even even uh, uh, students whose parents are like one state away like it's definitely a much more different experience mm. But yeah, but like I think that really that did help me adjust was like really finding like a group group of people that I could like you know friends like clubs that I could rely on to help with that and like you know just provide me some support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think for for me as well, I definitely feel the homesickness. There are definitely cases where my roommates can call home and for any sort of help, whether it be homework sure. or maybe laundry, let's say or life <laughs> or yeah. life exactly and. For us international students, it's the case that um, you can't text your parents midday. Mm-hmm. For me, it's a 15-hour time difference. So while I'm awake, they're asleep. When I wake, when I wake up, they just go to bed. Yeah. Um, which definitely makes it tough. But I think you, like Grant said, you definitely want to leverage your relationships. It helps to make friends not only with people who are from the U.S., but maybe also make some international friends who can relate mm-hmm. to you on a more, on a different level. So whether that be college friends that you meet here, or maybe for me, that during Thanksgiving, Mark, you mentioned, I meet up with some of my high school friends mm. because U.S. friends would um, go back home. It's a very big U.S. Yeah. holiday. Mm-hmm. So that's where I meet up with some high school friends. We have a Thanksgiving dinner together, and it makes it feel like home away from home. Yeah, um, kind of moving into university from abroad is like a big step. I like... Um, <laughs> to grow up really quickly <laughs> sure yeah i mean i was fortunate enough i had a gap here before coming i kind of experienced living on my own but like recently was the first birthday i ever had with my whole family wasn't there mm-hmm. this coming thanksgiving will be one of the first ones about my whole family um so it's it's like 
while you're kind of you don't have your immediate family with you all the time, you kind of have your massive opportunity to kind of create your own family with the people who you want to be with. As cheesy as that sounds, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've already like I celebrated my birthday with friends, um, uh, and I'm doing Thanksgiving with friends, and so it's. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing my immediate family in, in Christmas and probably in the summer as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I do get homesick, of course. Uh, I mean, the only reason I want to go out to England is to see my cats. Like, my, <laughs> my, my family can visit me, but, but yeah. Would you, like, would you like to shout out to your cats on the, on the podcast? Oh, yeah. I like, shout out to everyone who owns a cat and to my cat, uh, Coda. Great cat. He's a bit chonky, but... <laughs> And I also think there are two other kind of factors that really help Go while you're mm -hmm. at school here. Firstly, I think it's important to recognize that your parents and your family are not are far away from you, but technology has really allowed for us to connect with them. Mm. So I know friends who have done once a week Zoom calls, for example, with mm. their family, and that kind of helps them. Um, sometimes just texting your parents, even while they are asleep, they can respond when... <laughs> <We're not asleep>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that and also what kind of reminds me personally of home is just like food as well so mm -hmm. if you can maybe cook the food that you're that reminds you of home or you LA is really great in that there's so many different types of food around us so you can go to Koreatown Chinatown mm -hmm. little Tokyo there's so many places around that you can just bring friends introduce them to your home food mm -hmm. there's no english food cuz i i hear american <laughs> i hear americans think it's bland i mean <laughs> I'm, I, I have no opinion on the matter. Yeah, good, uh, good sausage and mash uh, uh, wins the go. day. <laughs> I was going to ask a very, very important follow-up question, which is your favorite food from home that you haven't been able to get here. But kind of, I, this is more of a shout-out to those who are listening internationally and can identify with some of these cuisines. I honestly, a lot of the stuff I had from home was already American food. Fair. <laughs> so... <laughs> like or not like American food, like it was a lot like international food. So shout it out anyway. Uh, I'd say okay. Uh, I guess it would have to be some lingua. Mm. It's essentially some cow tongue in like a really rich like mushroom sauce kinda, and yeah, it's really good. Excellent. What else? I mean, I already, I already shouts out to sausage and the mash. Uh, I mean, f fish and chips. You can still kind of get fish and chips here, but you know, real fish and chips yeah. from the coast of Cornwall. Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. For me, I guess, well, a home cooked food that's always really nice. Oh yeah. So being able to cook in my own apartment, great, love that. Um, still, definitely different from my parents cooking. <laughs> Have to say that. Sure. Um, They've had a little more experience. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little. They look at my food and call it bland. <laughs> but it's fine. We're, we're getting there. That's right. Um, but in terms of cuisine, I kind of miss dim sum. Mm. Like a good Sunday like dim sum lunch. Mm. Or like a Hainanese chicken rice. I don't Ooh, know if the U.S. has that here. That's so good. But yeah. We previously talked about how all of us came from different academic backgrounds in high school. How was it sort of adjusting academically here at USC where the, obviously the teaching and learning styles are different from probably what you were used mm. to in high school? Mm -hmm. And what, did, what sort of tools did you guys use to sort of help yourself get adjusted? Yeah, so for me, the education system in England is very, very different to the one in America. Because in England, they really put an emphasis on 
narrowing down your choices. So in your last two years, A-levels, you just do three. Uh, and then university, university, you just do one for the whole three years. Mm -hmm. And this is kind of why uh, I wanted to look, go into America, because they put emphasis on liberal arts, like a breadth of education. Um, and I mean, that's kind of why Dawnside stood out for me, because they offered a great program in that. And now that I'm here, I've been able to explore my main interest economics while also kind of branching out to lots of different subjects. That's actually kind of how I found my interest in classics. I took it originally as a GE requirements, mm -hmm. a required class. And I loved it, so now I'm taking another classics class. And now I'm like, might as well just minor in it. Um, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I really enjoy the ability to just take any class you want while still being able to get your degree in your major. And, uh, really not something you could do in England, but I think it's done well here. I came from an American school system and AP system, so in that sense, it wasn't too big of a transition. But I guess similar to Jake, I guess I'm an international student as well, so I definitely considered going to the UK. And a big factor wasn't so much the breadth of classes that I'd be able to take, but more so the testing system. The mm -hmm. way that they do tests would be very different. So in the UK, they weight your latter few years heavier or they wait a single exam mm -hmm. more than let's say assignments and historically I'm a student who's more consistent than better than I'm a better consistent performer than I am like a once mm -hmm. once and one and done nice humble I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good all the time uh -huh. Uh -huh. I mean, I mean, speaking on behalf of English students, we don't like that system either. <laughs> yeah, so that was definitely why I guess I came to, decided to come to an, a more Americanized system. And um, therefore, since coming from high school to here, it's been more of a how do I learn in college versus high school transition than it is a system difference like Jake's is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like kind of like what uh, was said earlier. Like, um, so I, I myself is from. I'm also from IB, and so oh, that was that was a long, long, painful road. <laughs> the IB to Thank pull you. her out. It was rough. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to all of our IB students. Honestly, half the time I just spent making IB memes. But uh, anyway, what um, there wasn't really that much of a difference. So like I said, our school's pretty Americanized, and like it's honestly it wasn't that big of an adjustment moving here. Like you know they taught us all English. Mm -hmm. um, we um, there was like a lot of like you know like uh, like it was like spread out as well. Um, but I think the only main thing I would have to say was being different was that back there because it's like a smaller. Like high school, it's a smaller like institution. You really get to know all the prof all the teachers, mm. all the faculty, as compared to here, where you really need to make more of an effort uh, to stand out in like in before your classmates. You have to make an effort to stand out to your professors. Mm. But I think also the last thing, in relation to that, because I guess like professors are working and like they're working a lot of like, the biggest like institutions. The fact is that you you can go to them not just for help with academics, which you tend to do in high school, but you also go to them for like career advice, mm. for uh, 
uh, for career advice, for help with like uh, recommendation letters, for research opportunities. Like you could go to them like outside of normal. Like, uh, how do I help? I how do I, how can I ask for? How can I do my homework and all that kind of stuff? All right, just to wrap things up, final thoughts from our students on the podcast today. Any last pieces of advice or perspective that you can provide to any of the other international students who may be looking at USC and ready to start applying? Tips, tricks, uh, pieces of advice, go for it. In terms of like adjusting to USC, the biggest thing would be not just to like, I guess, interact. Like it's, it's really good if you do this, but like not just like interact I guess with like people from your home country or from like your hometown like I I used to do that back in freshman year where I only would just like interact with the Filipino club or with mm-hmm. other member with other international students from the Philippines and like all those people were really amazing like it's really good to have like those kinds of people uh, it's really good to like like connect with those people but I'd say the best way to adjust living here is like to like go out and meet like different kinds of people mm-hmm what i'm saying um and yeah that's what helped and that's my advice like going to university can be quite a uh a, a, a nervous experience the whole new thing and i'd say don't be kind of afraid if it's like really drastically different like i came from a rural town in uh england my high school had like at a hundredth of the size of the people at mm-hmm. usc um but i wanted to go to a big university because i wanted to go and get that experience so I had a better idea of where I wanted to live when I was older. Um, and kind of be, living in a big university is, while you do have to put more effort to get to know professors, you also, it's easier to meet people with similar interests. And it's just like, just put yourself out there and you're guaranteed to meet some people that you love hanging out with. Um, and obviously I, I second all the things that Grant said with the application process. Mm-hmm. Um, Really kind of think about things you're passionate about and then do stuff outside the classroom that you can like put on your application. Um, it, will, it will make you stand out. It's like good grades, that's great. Um, but U- USC and most universities these days want to see uh, passionate uh, young leaders. And I think extracurricular is a great way of showing that. I guess for me, the biggest part about applying as an international student is still the fact that I couldn't really tell the difference between most universities. Mm. So something I wish I would have done more is either further research on what universities suit me best and kind of get to know myself through the process as well. Um, Thank goodness USC worked out, but... (laughs) 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 Thank goodness it worked out, but... I'd make sure to watch more YouTube videos or, if possible, visit the campus Mm -hmm. and make sure that this is a place that I can spend my next four, three, four, five years of college, maybe longer, at. This is somewhere that I'm going to be happy at. And, yeah, so there's that. And also that college transitioning as an international student may be easier for some than others, Mm -hmm. but just... Even if it's hard, I'd say leverage your college experience. Take your college experience as it is. Um, take it day by day. It's hard, but it's it gets really fun once you find your family of friends and whoever makes you feel at home. Yeah, and to kind of put a, a close on all this, something that Sarah said really stood out to me 
not that yours didn't, but something that stood out to me from Sarah's comments was the fact that each experience and each transition is very different. So there's not really one way to do it, uh, which is why we tried to gather a few different perspectives in the room today so that you could get a sense for what their process was like and try to think about it in the context of where you're coming from, where you're applying, what you're interested in. So I will say just as some resources for international students listening, if you would like to learn more information about our programs and some of the things that are going on with USC Dornsife, you can check out our brand new prospective student website. It's Dornsife Admission, one word, .usc.edu. Uh, we also will not be able to travel this fall during our recruitment phase to any international locations, but we will be putting on a number of virtual programs, which is on the calendar page of that website. So be sure to check that out. You can always email us, uh, talk to us virtually. We're happy to be resources for you. But I think that will be a wrap on this episode of Dornsife Trojan Talk. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.